figured out the shadow war realizations and the illuminati know that they're finally primed for world domination and so you've got black helicopters coming across the border puppet masters for the new world order be aware there's always someone that's watching you and still the government won't admit they faith a whole moon landing thought control race psychotronic spanning don't mind that i'm protected because i made this hat from aluminum foil, foil. where i had this foil lined in case an alien's inclined to probe your butt or read your mind looks a bit conspiracy all right welcome to the half empty cup of joe it's always good to throw something different in the mix uh you know I, I, before i introduce barry barry have you ever heard uh, have you ever heard that little uh, weird l song uh, kind of poking fun at conspiracy guys have you ever heard that thing hello barry <laughs> I, I see these there but I, I i do not hear barry jones uh that music bit foil oh are you there barry i don't jack i don't hear barry I'll, i don't I'll know if there's a problem on. i'll i'll talk okay to that's fine uh we don't usually introduce barry in that quickly but uh he, he should know that uh, joe's not on today joe's joe's off in a south american country doing some vacation and i heard he's gonna stop in cuba and pick up some cigars and maybe be back tomorrow we'll, we'll see about if, uh, if he gets back in time but uh, yeah, the foil is something we used to play on the show. Uh, if you have been, if you're a new listener, we used to have this show that we had on the air and had different uh, the guests that essentially are coming on to this show. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is called the Open Forum, and uh, a lot of the hosts, uh, day after day, week after week, having foil playing it, they got a little irritated because I think they felt like it belittled their the the things they brought on the air. And uh, and I, I that was the one part of the show since I was the one running the radio station. I said, look, I created this show for you guys to talk because I, I don't want to get rid of this music piece because uh, I thought that too many people take themselves too seriously. And, and I think the conspiracy people sometimes take themselves way too seriously because, you know, they're ridiculed. You, you turn on the TV and what do they say all the time? Oh, it's a conspiracy theorist. They, they use this term conspiracy theorist to, to, to belittle your pursuits and your and your findings, your research, and I thought it's great. If you, if you take yourself too seriously, then uh, uh, nobody else will take you seriously. You got you got to have a little bit of humor, Barry. But uh, Barry, I, I think you heard that little piece coming in. What'd you think? Oh, uh, can you hear me now? First, I can I can hear you. Okay, good. Yeah, I've heard weird weird Al Yankovic. I, I've heard that many times. I really <laughs> enjoyed that one prior, the one of your the, the, the Starbucks song. That was cool. That's Tim uh, Hawkins. Tim Hawkins, yeah. the sound of Starbucks. But the first the first year and a half of this show, uh, Barry, we actually started the show with that, and it got replaced. And we're <laughs> I'm trying to shake things and maybe move some of that stuff back in the rotation because I love that. We, we got we got an even better one starting the second hour. So listen in for that too. Did I lose you, Barry? Well, Barry, I lost you again. I don't know if we have a bad connection. It sounds like you just muted yourself. Jack, maybe have Barry uh, uh, hang up and reconnect because uh, I heard him for a little bit, and then uh, he's there, but I don't hear him. Well, you'll... Oh, there you are, Barry. Go ahead. Try again. Okay, I'm back. 
Okay. Uh, no, I, I, I like that music. And, you know, you were making a point about the uh, conspirator theaters, conspiracy people taking themselves too seriously. And, and that is a valid point. I tell you, if you get a bunch of us in a room together, you can't. <laughs> it, it is insufferable because everyone's conspiracy is the best one, right? No one wants to listen to the other guy's theory. Everybody hangs on to theirs like it's a, a religious dogma or something. And say, so, yeah, uh, we are the worst when it comes to taking ourselves uh, lightly. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I uh, you know, running the radio station for the years that I did that, uh, it definitely seemed to have culminated in recent times as to you, if you don't take them seriously, they don't want you around. And it's, I just, I don't see that. I, the years that I've done shows, Barry, I feel like uh, don't. Here's the thing, and unless you can, unless you, unless you say, hey, I undoubtedly know for sure, 100 percent, this is exactly right. what happened. It's kind of hard right. to take that position. So you kind of got to say, hey, this right. is what my research has, has brought me to, and this is what I believe based off of what I know. But if you, if, you, if you basically say that everybody else's information is moot at that point, you're kind of putting yourself in the same position as, as the government uh, official exactly. stories, right? You're, you're violating the same thing that bothers you. You know, you're, you're falling into that same trap. So, yeah, you're right. Excellent. Well, this is Barry Jones. You're listening to the Half Empty Cup of Joe. Uh, like I said, Joe's uh, he's, he's got a sabbatical right now. And uh, so it'll, Barry Jones and I, we're going to take care of it. And then uh, Barry's going to introduce what we're going to talk about. But uh, just uh, if, if you want to call in, I'm going to put the call number out there early. Uh, I'd love uh, for you guys to jump in. If you got questions from previous Barry Jones' shows, uh, you want to ask anything or have a comment, it's 877 536 1360 Jack will probably feed me any texts that you have and I'll read them on the air but Barry I'm glad you're on today uh, it's always good to have a good guest on when one of the hosts drop off so it's it's, it's uh, or else I'd be <laughs> solo today I got some I got some interesting stuff and I might even approach you with this in the future let me let me jump I'm going to jump in my email because I just found through you know you search things right and if you, you find information right. and you never know what you're going to run into but let me uh, let me run down here Cause I got one. Have you ever heard of a name, name a guy named Don Fletcher, Donald Fletcher? No, I have not. Okay. Well, one of the you know what? Well, off air sometime in the next week, I'm gonna send you some stuff and just see uh, what what you what you think. Is this guy? <laughs> you've, it's, I talk about James Trafficking. I don't know if you know who he was. He was a, uh, yeah, a congressman. Yeah, I know who he is. There's there's so many good guys out there that need to be talked about for the positions they took, and 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 basically the kind of the hell that they had to suffer for for standing up, and uh, this guy, this just old Fletcher. I got this speech. It's a long one. I'm going to be playing it on a couple hours of shows in the future, but maybe maybe I'll include Barry Jones if he's interested in it. But uh, we're going to hit the break, Barry, uh, really quickly. If you want to just do a, a 20 second tidbit, what what kind of things are we going to cover today? Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to answer three questions, or at least begin to answer the third one. The first question is, if it was a conspiracy, talking about JFK, why didn't anyone talk? The second question is, what is the military-industrial complex? And the third question is, why would the Pentagon conspire to assassinate JFK? Excellent, excellent. That uh, Barry didn't hear it, but I covered uh, Executive Order 11110 on the last hour. I'll come in with a little bit of that and have Barry answer these questions. 
I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything that I do. Robert A. Heinlein. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs. From rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet, our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Half-Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC at 720-203-0731. I am your voice. I'm your American idol. I'm riding around for a chance. You know, doing radio shows isn't the worst thing in the world, that's for sure. It's, uh, it, can, it can be pretty cool sometimes, but uh, I got Barry Jones on with me today. I got a couple of texts I'll read real quick. Uh, I, I did a show, uh, Barry, uh, last hour, and I was covering, because it's the Gold and Silver show, so talk about the Federal Reserve and, and uh, you know, the monetary controls over this country is, is something we cover a lot on that show. So when Joe's not on, Barry, I'll, I'll do a little bit of history, talk a little bit of Andrew Jackson, things like that. And I, I was t- covering Executive Order 11110. I went in-depth into it, uh, read some of it. And uh, uh, I had a couple, couple of texts. One, uh, g- good morning, uh, dear Jason. A- excellent show. I'm delighted and grateful to hear the true historical account of the Federal Reserve Banking Cartel and President Andrew Jackson. He is uh, my favorite president as well. What a mighty good man. Thank you and all the best to you. 
another text came in. Uh, I love those commercials. Uh, you're talking about the music bits, I think, the sound of Starbucks and foil. Been missing them. I even use one of the, uh, the one of Hot Blooded <laughs> as one of my ringtones. Uh, love it, Jason. Keep 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 them on. I might have Jack play Hot Blooded uh, at the beginning of the next hour. Maybe we'll just switch to that, Jack. But it's uh, something I used to use on Fake News Friday. It's uh, excellent. But uh, uh, Barry, uh, just just to let you know, yeah, I did cover a little bit of JFK and then the uh, the Executive Order One 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 Zero, which I think I think had a lot to do with the entities that you cover. Uh, you cover a lot of who assassinated him or who had the reason to and how they could have done it. I really do believe, and I'm not sure, you can tell me what you think, obviously, but I think Executive Order 11110, which was five months signed right before he was president, that the, the $2 bills and the $5 bills, uh, yeah, United States Treasury notes were in circulation when he died. The 10s and the 20s were, were printed. They were being printed taken off the, print, uh, the, uh, the presses and burned. They did not make it to circulation, so those don't exist. And I think uh, printing money versus silver, uh, silver dollar supplies in federal banks was a direct threat to the financial system. Obviously, he had put into place that in 1965, all troops were going to come out of Vietnam, and he said he was going to smash the CIA and scatter it to a, uh, into a thousand pieces. Uh, Getting rid of the war in Vietnam, which I don't think people realize how important that war was for the banking system and for the uh, the controllers of society. Uh, of course, the central bank, and then obviously the CIA being the secret society that uh, does all these really unconstitutional deeds, Barry. I, I think those essentially is what got him killed, and I think there was more. You've covered more than that is why he got killed. It seems like uh, he had uh, everybody had his number. Yeah, uh, I uh, in my book I list I, I go through and make the case for five conspirators, and we spent the last few episodes talking about the Secret Service. And of course, all of these conspirators had different motives. Euphemistically, if you use the term deep state, which sometimes is used to conclude the military, the, uh, the intelligence apparatus, and the bureaucracy, they would one of their motives and probably a primary driver of of their reasons to want to get rid of JFK had to do with his financial policies, but they also had to do with war. And of course, the two are tied together. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I get asked this question. If there was a conspiracy, why didn't somebody talk? And that's been the, the thing that people who believe there was a conspiracy had to deal with because the people who did talk or did try to talk were silenced, and so folks just don't know about them. But there are plenty of people who did talk. You know, if you really want to be honest about it, it starts with Lee Harvey Oswald. In that hallway at Dallas Police Headquarters, when he told the assembled media that he did not kill the president, he did not shoot uh, the Dallas police officer, that he was just a patsy, that was the beginning. That, he sort of... Uh, sealed his own fate when he said that because then folks knew okay if this guy goes to trial he's gonna talk he knows what a patsy is that was the beginning he would have talked but of course he was killed Jack Ruby begged the Warren Commission to take him to Washington because he wanted to tell them uh, in the aftermath of the assassination what had happened he said you gotta take me to Washington I'm not safe here in Dallas and the Warren Commission rebuffed him and they just said no and so uh, now, 
he did talk to Dorothy Kilgallen, but she also died before she could produce the book uh, detailing what he said. And Jack Ruby, after he got his trial, his conviction thrown out and was promised a new trial, the judge said, as long as you talk, and he said he would. 30 days later, he was dead of cancer. Johnny Rosselli talked. He told the House Select Committee the entire story. He was scheduled to go back, but before he could reappear for a second appearance, he, he disappeared. And they found his body cut up in pieces in an oil drum floating in dumbfounding bay down outside Miami. Sam Giancana talked to the same committee. They found his body uh, in the basement of his house. He'd been cooking peppers, and somebody snuck in the back door, <laughs> shot him several times, and stuffed a rat in his mouth. I could go on. Jimmy Hoffa talked. Jimmy Hoffa told his attorney, Frank Regano, how the whole thing went down. Frank Regano came out and wrote a book about it called The Mob Lawyer. You know what happened. Well, I should say you don't know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa, but we all suspect we know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. I could go down the list. People, Abraham Bolden, we talked about him in the Secret Service. He talked. He told everything what happened about the two assassins in Chicago and how they got released. They ended up back in Dallas. Uh, the Patsy in Chicago ends up in witness protection out in Arizona. And they put him in prison hopped up on psychiatric drugs, ramrodded through, a, 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 a con, you know, got him convicted of a crime that was completely false. So uh, there, it's a long answer when people say, well, if it was a conspiracy, someone would have talked, insinuating or implying that nobody did. It's a long answer to tell people, yes, they did, because you've got to go through a bunch of people that they've never heard of, because the history books don't talk about them. But people did talk and would have talked. That movie that came out, The Irishman, uh, recently, they deal with the uh, kind of their theory of what happened right. to Jimmy Hoffa. Do you think it was his his uh, connection to the uh, the mafia? Is his number one trusted guy? That, that do you think that's possible? That that's the guy that did it? You know, because really he was so paranoid at the end. I think Jimmy Hoffa knew that. Yeah, I think Santos Traficante ordered the hit on Jimmy Hoffa. Santos Traficante, if you study him, is the one mafia boss that was at the epicenter of all things JFK-related and lived the longest afterwards, and everybody around him died. And Jimmy Hoffa became a loose end when he was released, or you know, he was given his uh, clemency by Richard Nixon. He wanted nothing more than to be back in charge of the Teamsters. And the deal that they had made with the government was that he would not be allowed to be back in charge of the Teamsters. So he threatened to use what he knew, his information, to basically bully his way back into that position. And so he became a loose end. They took him out. You know. Uh, so as far as who actually did it, who was the mechanic that shot him, it had to be somebody that was close to him and he trusted that could get close to him. But I think the hit, the hit was ordered by Santos because he was informed... Uh, through his government contacts that Jimmy Hoffa had become a problem, which was code for you need to take care of him. Man, and the boy, the, the, uh, the, the 1960s sure was a hotbed for taking people out. It just seemed like a lot of men that were uh, potentially helpful uh, to the American citizen and, and for truth just seemed to just disappear or were, uh, were assassinated in very suspicious ways, Barry. Yeah, yeah, they were. And... Uh, you know, uh, Jackie Kennedy said something interesting. Uh, she said after the uh, assassination, she, they were asking her to change her little pink suit for the, you know, he was, LBJ was fixing to get uh, 
basically take the oath on, on Air Force One. They wanted her to change the pink suit because it had blood all over it. And she said no. She refused. She said, let them see what they have done. And she used the word they because she already suspected that this was a conspiracy. She didn't use the word he. Kenneth O'Donnell, who was JFK's chief of staff, told Bobby uh, about the car. She, he said they were caught in a crossfire. It was a conspiracy. Even the CIA director, John McCone, told Bobby there were at least two shooters. These are, these are documented statements. Roy Kellerman, the Secret Service agent in JFK's limo, who we learned didn't do anything he was supposed to do, said later, there have got to be more than three shots, gentlemen. A flurry of shells flew into the vehicle. That is his testimony to the Warren Commission. He told his wife later there was a conspiracy. The head of the Secret Service, James Raleigh, told Bobby, your brother was cut down in a crossfire by three, perhaps four gunmen. He was the victim of a powerful organization, an organized plot more powerful than the presidency itself. JFK's personal physician, Dr. Berkeley, uh, told Henry Hurt in 1982, who was writing a, a, an assassination book, he said, quote, JFK was the target of a conspiracy. If you look at Bobby Kennedy's first actions after he found out his brother had been assassinated, he called the CIA director and accused him and his agency of being involved. He also sent his personal attorney down to New Orleans to investigate the mafia because he thought the mafia was involved. And he also uh, contacted a con uh, somebody he had as an informant to find out what the Cuban exiles knew. He identified three of the five suspects immediately. He said it was a three-headed monster with the CIA on top, flanked by the mafia and the Cuban accomplices. He wrote a letter. He and Jackie Kennedy wrote a letter together to Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev and had it sent through an intermediary, and it said, quote, we, and he put in parentheses, Bobby and Jackie, believe the president was killed by a large political conspiracy. Perhaps there was only one assassin, but he did not act alone. This was his attempt to let Nikita Khrushchev know the American government does not suspect the Russians. We know it was somebody who, uh, it was an organization based here. Uh, there's a book. It's called A Coffin for Demetrios. It was written by Eric Ambler in 1939. So this is going back in time. And there's a, uh, there's a, a, a little interchange in there. And, and it goes like this. And I think it really is important because it, it says what's important about the JFK assassination. It says, the colonel laughed unpleasantly. And he says, quote, my dear friend, Demetrius would have nothing to do with the actual shooting. No. His kind never risks their skins like that. They stay on the fringe of the plot. They are the professionals, the entrepreneurs, the links between the businessmen, the politicians who desire the end but are afraid of the means, and the fanatics, the idealists who are prepared to die for their convictions. The important thing to know about an assassination or an attempted assassination is not who fired the shot, but who paid for the bullet. Excellent. Yeah, so you, you were going to go into the three questions to be answered, but uh, uh, real quick, Barry, because for people that hear you come on once a month here on Tuesdays, it's usually the fourth Tuesday of the month when Barry comes on. Uh, how can they reach you? Because uh, you, you like hosts like Barry coming on. You give, them, give them a thumbs up. Uh, how can they reach you if they have questions or want to buy uh, the book or uh, anything of that nature, Barry? All right, well, thank you for giving me that opportunity. I have two ways you can reach me. You can go to my website, which is standardsplushistoryacademy.com. I have content there that I, uh, I 
sell, basically, to teachers and to students, homeschool students. It's history, it's world history, it's U.S. history, it's government, it's the JFK assassination. I also teach online classes through that website. I have books on there that I've written. You can access those books there. I also have a YouTube channel where I go on and do 30, 35, 40-minute uh, videos on different questions related to the JFK assassination topic, and it includes Watergate. And that YouTube channel is also called Standards Plus History Academy. So if you go to either one of those places, you'll find me. Standards Plus Academy History, is that right? No, Standards Plus History Academy. StandardsPlusHistoryAcademy.com is a website, and that's, that's also the, the name of the the name of the YouTube channel as well, right, Barry? That's correct. Excellent. We're going to have more with Barry Jones on the other side. 877-536-1360. Call or text. We'll be right back. KHNC is proud to carry MyKind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top-shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button. Bleed Stop, clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds, Bleed Stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find Bleed Stop by clicking on the Bleed Stop button on the 1360KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular Bleed Stop website prices. Get yours today. The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt too, don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A&B, Longmont, Colorado, type of financial advisor are you looking for? A lot of advisors work for some great companies that offer good products, but are they taking a close look at what truly matters to you? Most advisors are unfortunately one-trick ponies and come at you with the same strategy no matter what situation you are in. Most of the time, your advisor isn't even reaching out to you to review things and has no desire to actually build a relationship with you. You want to work with someone who's going to hustle their butt off and compete for you and make sure that you are maximizing your hard-earned dollars. I will work day and night for all of my clients and do everything in my power to deliver the best service possible. Reach out to me, Joey Jaquin, Joe Jaquin's son, someone who is going to compete for your business and truly aligns with your conservative values. You can reach me at my personal cell, 602-909-9048. Again, 602-909-9048.
Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at Welcome back. The Half Empty Cup of Joe, 877-536-1360. If you've got a question, comment, a text, uh, and we will in kind respond to it. But, uh, Barry, yeah, we did, uh, you had three questions. I, I, we got partially into one of them. Go, go ahead and continue on with with about uh, – this is about John F. Kennedy and, and uh, the whys and wherefore, so to speak. Yeah, well, you know, the first question that we broached was if uh, if it was a conspiracy, wouldn't somebody have talked? And I, I think we could go on all day. I have a, a list of names I could go through of people who did talk. So I, I, I think that's answered. The second question is, what is the military-industrial complex? It's the first time that we kind of introduced to this term was in the uh, address by Eisenhower as he's leaving the White House, and he he warns, it's, 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 that's, a, that's the name of his speech, it's the warning speech about the military-industrial complex. And to understand that and where we're going with this next question, which is why would the Pentagon care? Why would they participate in a conspiracy to kill JFK? Well, you got to understand a little bit of the backstory. And the backstory begins during World War II when, out of necessity, the United States built more military hardware by itself than the Axis powers combined. You know, Britain was undergoing the Blitz. Its factories had been destroyed. The Soviets were undergoing the invasion by the Germans. Its infrastructure was being destroyed, partly by itself. So our allies in World War II could not build the military hardware that we needed. Meanwhile, America is virtually untouched. And so our industrial capacity won us the war. Well, when the war ended and Eisenhower becomes the new president at some point there in 52, uh, his uh, secretary of state is John Foster Dulles. And John Foster Dulles believed in a doctrine, a Cold War doctrine, doctrine called massive retaliation. And the idea was that we will, the next war is probably going to be a nuclear war anyway. So instead of building all of the traditional military hardware that's so expensive, we should concentrate on building as many nuclear weapons as possible. And and that should be our first resort rather than the last resort. It's kind of a doomsday scenario. But... You know, uh, Eisenhower thinks, well, we could save a lot of money. We're not building ships. We're not building as many subs. We're not building as many aircraft carriers. We're building nuclear weapons. They're cheaper. The next war is going to be nuclear anyway. And so that became the doctrine of the Eisenhower administration. As a consequence, 
the United States had this big nuclear advantage over the Soviets in the 50s. I mean, obviously, we, we developed the atomic bomb first, the hydrogen bomb f first, and so we are going to be ahead. But this doctrine of massive retaliation became the impetus behind building more and more and more. Some people have referred to it as mutual assured destruction, you know, because the Soviets were building up too. And so we both had enough nuclear weapons to destroy the world many times over. It's madness. But we used this advantage uh, from a nuclear stockpile standpoint as to our political and strategic advantage. Uh, and Ike's bluff in this whole uh, scenario was we would keep the world at peace by threatening to go to war. And uh, Foster Dulles called it brinksmanship. We're always on the brink. He said, the ability to get to the verge without getting into the war is necessary art. If you're scared to go to the brink, you are lost. Well, in 61, on January 17th, when Eisenhower is handing off the keys to the White House to JFK, he gives this famous farewell speech. And he and quoted in that speech is the line, quote, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Now, that was the finished draft. That's what he said in his speech. The original draft changed it slightly and said the military-industrial congressional complex, but so as not to offend Congress and all the politicians. He took the word out congressional and he left it at military industrial complex. So in 1950, before Eisenhower takes power, the military budget in the United States was only $13 billion. But by 1960, because of massive retaliation, because of the nuclear arms buildup, because of brinksmanship, because of mutual assured destruction, all of these things, our military budget had swelled to $47 billion. So Eisenhower <laughs> knows that on his watch, this military industrial complex has become an, almost an untamable monster. So it's a little bit disingenuous for Eisenhower to come out and warn future American leaders and the American population about this military-industrial complex when he himself was largely responsible for creating it. Nevertheless, he did say that. And it has been defined, the military-industrial, and I include the word congressional because none of this money can get spent without the approval of Congress. So they're the necessary cog in this machine. So when I say the military-industrial complex, I'm talking about the military-industrial-congressional complex. And it's the relationship between a country's national security apparatus and all the defense industries that supply it. It includes politicians. Like, for example, in, in 60, when JFK becomes president, the most powerful man in Washington, D.C., was Richard Russell. He was the chair of the Senate Armed Service Committee. And he had just put on his ticket as vice president the formerly most important, most powerful man in Washington, who was LBJ, who was the Senate Majority Leader. They controlled the purse, spring, purse strings. Then you have the military. The military, a lot of people don't realize this, provided a lot of military support for all the CIA covert ops the CIA was involved in during the 50s. The CIA didn't have its own army at that time. They didn't have their own air force at the time, so they needed the military. Meanwhile, intelligence, like the CIA, provided overseas intel for the military. FBI provided domestic surveillance for the military. So the military and intelligence are like two heads of the same coin. 
And then you have the corporations. You have Lockheed Aircraft, you have Boeing, you have McDonnell Douglas, you have General Dynamics out of Texas, uh, LBJ's backyard, Westinghouse, Hughes Aircraft from Howard Hughes, Brown and Root Construction, another Texas-based company that supported LBJ. And these, when you put those four entities together, the politicians, the military, the intelligence, and the corporations, you have a military-industrial congressional complex that is literally the tail wagging the dog. You know, it's supposed to be the president who makes these decisions. The president decides when we go to war. The president decides our foreign policy. What JFK discovered pretty quickly was that he was not in charge of any of those decisions. And if he was going to try to be in charge of those decisions, he was going up, he was bucking against a system that was very lucrative to a lot of people. Uh, there were some warnings, not just Eisenhower, uh, Fulbright, the uh, senator from Arkansas, issued a memorandum in June of 61. This is several months after Eisenhower. And in this memo, he warned of a politicized military. He said that it had already happened in France. The French generals had attempted a coup d'etat against Charles de Gaulle because Charles de Gaulle wasn't willing to, to go along with the military one. And he said the same thing, a military coup could happen here in America. Uh, Kyle, I'll give you some of the other warnings when we get back from the break. Excellent. You're listening to Barry Jones here. He's our guest on the Half Empty Cup of Joe. Stop bitching. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do something. Stop bitching. Do something. Hi there. It's Kathy from J-Day's Appliance Sales and Service. I have a maintenance tip to keep your dryer in tip-top shape. Having good clearance in the back, not allowing the vent to be kinked, and check your outside vent for hot and heavy airflow. We're located at 132 East 7th Street, downtown Loveland. Call us at 970-669-1357. That's 669-1357. Hi folks, Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe Show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compounded, whatever you choose. And get this, there's absolutely no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You can earn a fixed rate of return that's up to 10.25%. Just call 888-Y-REFI-24 or go to investyrefi.com and tell them Joe sent you. Higher rates, lower rates, negative rates, bail-ins, bail-outs, and so much more. You know why you need to own gold and silver. At the Patriot Trading Group, we're a different kind of company. We have no commission salespeople, no boiler room sales calls, no high-priced spokesmen. We believe in treating you with honesty and respect and delivering you the best products at the best price. Buying or selling, call us at 800-951-0592 or go to our website at allamericangold.com.
Welcome back to Half Empty Cup of Joe. Uh, we've got Barry Jones. He's getting deep into it. But, but really quick, Barry, just just is something I've uh, – I don't totally believe in, but it's uh, it's it's always been fascinating to me because I and I haven't put the time in. And this might be way out in left field for you, but have you ever seen and heard of the idea that uh, nuclear bombs have never been invented? They never existed. The, the Hiroshima and Nagasaki, those cities were firebombed, like many German cities were firebombed during World War II, and that uh, the arms race that you're talking about with with when it came to uh, the 1950s and Eisenhower was really a big part of, of the early stages of bankrupting Russia and, and having them join the world system uh, banking-wise because obviously we had the fake moon landings and the expenditures that Russia had to try to get to the moon. Uh, have you ever heard of such things? as? Because uh, I've actually seen videos. You know, we, we've seen the test videos of, of these nuclear weapons going off. You see, uh, like, houses and trees and, and different things. And I've actually seen the video where they're showing the explosion, and then right before the blast wave hits, a car is in behind the house. It just gets inserted in. You can see the editing of a fake video. Have you seen any of this stuff? Do you, do you have any – what do you think of such things? I, I haven't, and I would – I don't know what to think about that. I, uh, I do believe that the firebombing you mentioned uh, did more damage to Tokyo than either one of the atomic bombs did to Hiroshima or Nagasaki. That's a fact. Correct. And the uh, as far as the strategy that is also correct, which was the bankrupt Russia, and you know that really came to fruition and when Reagan became president, which was to just build up, build up, build up, go into debt, just build up, build up. The Soviets try to keep up. He knew the Soviet's economy was teetering on the brink anyway, and basically spend them into oblivion, which did, which did that did occur. As far as the fake. Bomb. You know, there is an element of truth to the, the concept because Star Wars, which was a Reagan idea, had never really been implemented. It was not. Right. It was not implementable. If that's even a word, it was. A, it was a theory. But yes, it was an idea. The, it was an idea, and we sold the Soviets on this idea, and they tried like crazy to do what they normally did, which was to steal our secrets. Now, in the past, they were able to steal our atomic secrets because we had a legitimate bomb. They stole our hydrogen secrets because we had a legitimate bomb. But when they went to steal our Star Wars secrets, they couldn't steal it. They thought, is the American, are they so, have they revamped their security to such a degree that we, we can't steal their secrets anymore? No. The answer was we didn't have any secrets to steal. We didn't there, have is, <laughs> there is something there is something hokey about that. I'm not saying that they don't exist, like some guys that I've, I've been watching. But it is interesting. Yeah. Like, like I said, th- those test films that we all grew up watching, even people, kids in the 50s and 60s were seeing these videos of, of right, test bombs right. going off. I told you, like, <clears throat> you're watching this, and, like, the car just pops in right before the blast wave. <laughs> Here's the other thing. While, so, you're, while, you're, while you're watching the car get inserted in to the blast wave of this so-called nuclear test, why is the camera still taking footage of it? Well, well I've wondered that. Okay, because you're like, wait a second, it shouldn't that have been destroyed? As you're showing houses blow apart, and you're showing this blast wave coming at you, and the camera keeps operating, you just, okay, now wait a second, something's wrong with that. <laughs> and I mean, but maybe they have a camera that's impervious. I don't know, but <laughs> I have wondered that. Yeah, like I said, I don't disprove it, but it's like there's, I think there's something very hokey about it. I mean, it makes me think that the, uh, the nuclear arms race, 
is you had two superpowers that were faking the numbers of of these totalitarian weapons and what they could actually do i just i just don't and here's the other thing i always go with a banker you know with the bankers and the 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 financial control of the world as as my guide and yeah. think about the, after World War II, the, the, the new – uh, World War II, in my mind, was an economic reset, kind of what we're heading for right now. And when I, when I, th- when I think about after World War II, all of the powers of the world were united. We had a, a new – the UN and the United World System. It was just small countries that were kind of rebelling against this system. And what a, what, an, what a thing to have to worry about that, hey, I'm this little Middle Eastern country or Central American country, and if I do the wrong thing, one of those things is going to go off on my capital. It kind of yeah. keeps the behavior of, of rebel countries in check, well, doesn't it? You know, uh, Harry Truman, when, when I teach this lesson to my students, we talk about should Harry Truman have dropped the bomb. And we talk about all the motivations for and against. And I always say for the last the real reason Harry Truman dropped the bomb, which was, you know, Stalin kind of treated Truman disrespectfully when they were meeting and and he was telling him about this bomb, this new weapon. Stalin was very dismissive and disrespectful to Truman. He treated him like, well, you're not even supposed to be president. The guy used to be here, FDR, he's, he's, he's the real president, you know, you're not, you're just a fake president. And Truman felt slighted by, by uh, Stalin, and he wanted to send a message to the Soviets that he was, that he was serious, and that the United States was a, a serious threat to be reckoned with. He thought, what yep. better way to send a shot across the bow of the Soviets, and if it has any auxiliary benefits to other countries as well, that we're the boss, we yep. are the big dog then let's drop this bomb because it might prevent future wars or future issues because people will be so afraid of the strength that we have. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know. I can't get inside the mind of Truman, but I do believe that ha- it is a very human impulse. Uh, absolutely. So. You know, my, my historical understanding, Barry, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I learned, uh, I don't know, five or six years ago, I was watching some stuff about the end of World War II. And after Nagasaki, the second bomb that was dropped, the Japanese did not give up. But almost moment, almost the moment that Stalin and, and Russia started attacking Japanese right. positions in China, ja- Japan just gave up. And isn't that what happened? It is what happened because, you know, that was the, that was the arrangement that the Soviets and the Americans made. And a lot of people thought, oh, that's just a token throw-in. Stalin's offering to help against Japan because he knows we're going to win. we got these, these bombs, and he wants some of the goodies in the peace treaty afterwards. No. It actually was necessary because the, the Japanese were so conditioned not to surrender. It was in their ethos. It was, you're less than a dog if you surrender. And so the Americans rained fire on Tokyo and then Nagasaki and Hiroshima, but they still didn't give up until the Russians invaded Manchuria. I don't think the Japanese wanted to be captured by the Russians, seeing what was happening to the Germans. We got more with Barry on the other side. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303 303- 
Hello, friend. I'm Jeremy Sladen, the head coach and founder of the Warrior Mind, Body, and Soul Experience, or Warrior MBS for short. There's a good chance that you're looking to level up with some needed improvements in your physical, mental, or spiritual life, or maybe you need a complete reset in all three. Either way, there has never been a better time for you to make this move, and here's why. Because the world needs you badly right now. Our culture is in full-scale attack mode on what it even means to be a man. Testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men. Go to warriormbs.com to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com. Hey, this is Rod from PCs and Parts in Loveland. We're your local computer and parts repair store. We have been in business for over 18 years, and we have been fixing computers and love doing that. If you're having anything with technical-related issues, come by and see us. To reach us, call us at 970-203-0696 or go to our website at PCsandparts.com. We'd love to talk to you about your particular problems. Welcome back. Half Empty Cup of Joe. If you want to call in, have a question, a comment, it's always welcomed. I love when the uh, audience members come in because they give Barry something to think about, give me something to think about. Uh, sometimes it's just funny comments, whatever. It, it's all good. And if, if you uh, want to text in, don't want to actually physically come on the show with your voice, uh, either way, 877-536-1360. You can text that number. Or you can come in. You'll you'll hear you'll come on air. Or you'll when you when you call in, you'll hear you'll hear the programming, but you won't be on air. And then Jack will uh, have a quick uh, two seconds with you to, to let you know you're coming on. And as soon as uh, I find a break in the action, so to speak, Barry and I will listen to your comment. But uh, it's always always good to have uh, extra opinions on the air. But but Barry, uh, we, we we went really far into a lot of the World War II and the military uh, industrial complex, which was a part of the, the part two that you were talking about. Which was you know there was a lot of reasons for why JFK was to be assassinated, and, and all this stuff about World War II really kind of fueled a, a, a lot of uh, what I guess John F. Kennedy learned as president and started to push against. Yeah, you know he he was warned obviously by Eisenhower, and then we just talked about Fulbright. Marcus, Marcus Childs, a columnist, wrote, in one country after another in recent years, the intervention of the military in politics has had disastrous consequences. And he, he referenced especially France, which we talked about earlier. Columnist Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson was one of the preeminent columnists of the 60s, uh, especially with rela issues related to foreign policy. He said certain quote, Pentagon brass hats are lining up with the industrial right-wingers to foment a sort of neo-fascism, despite the fact that they're wearing Uncle Sam's uniform. And this is what Eisenhower is warning about. He's, he's saying uh, influential people and influential institutions 
that are getting corrupted by money because of this military buildup. In April of 61, uh, we had the General Walker saga, which is where Kennedy really dipped his toe in the water of this military industrial complex and, and uh, started to see what it was. Uh, basically, General Walker was over the 24th Infantry in West Germany. He began to indoctrinate his troops. He was extremely far right. He was a John Birch Society member. And Kennedy fired him. Kennedy says, you can't do that. So he fired him. Well, when Walker returns to America, and he lived in Dallas, George Walker, or General Walker lived in Dallas. When he returns to Dallas, he becomes a martyr for the far right. Uh, he gets off the plane. There's a big crowd. They got signs up. Walker for president in 64. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah. And he says uh, in a statement, he says, I feel the general is being crucified. This is an anonymous army captain. He says, I, I feel like the general is being crucified, and I think the men feel the same way. Uh, by the way, Walker's program had been signed off on by the Joint Chiefs Chairman, General Lemnitzer. And so this was not something that Walker did on his own. General Lemnitzer, who was the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, this is the group that advises the president, told him to do this. And then we have a series of events. In June of 61, the president travels to Vienna to have a summit with Khrushchev, and he just gets obliterated. Uh, he was very inexperienced. He was unprepared. And he even said so himself. He says, Khrushchev just beat the hell out of me. Khrushchev went back to, to Russia and told uh, and his, his interpreter, quote, this man is very inexperienced. He's even immature. Compared to him, Eisenhower is a man of intelligence and vision. So immediately, you know, he hadn't been president a couple months, and the Bay of Pigs has already happened. He's gone to Vienna. It's been a disaster. And then two months later, <laughs> Khrushchev built the Berlin Wall. He built the Ber Berlin Wall, and Kennedy lets him do it. I wish we could get so Khrushchev this, to. I wish we could get Khrushchev to come back and, and kind of evaluate our last batch of presidents. I don't think he'd be very impressed with any of them. Yeah. What do you think, Barry? Stop <laughs> I don't think so. I... This is the Over the Hour break. We'll be right back with more with Barry on the second hour. Stay with us. It's the Half Empty Cup of Joe. Stop bitching. Do something. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything I do. I am free no matter what rules surround me. If I find them tolerable, I tolerate them. If I find them too obnoxious, I break them. I am free because I know that I alone am morally responsible for everything that I do. Robert A. Heinlein. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Hey, everybody. 
gather round. I'm here to give you anything you like. You want free college, energy, mortgages, <laughs> whatever you like. You have come to the right place. Why? I'll tell you why. Who can take your money? Who can take your money? With a twinkle in their eye. A twinkle in their eye. Take it all away and give it to some other guy. The government. The government. The government can. The government can. And who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the trees? Who can tax the trees? Let you run a business and collect up all the fees. The government. And who can give a bailout? Who can give a bailout? Tell us to behave. Tell us to behave. And make the founding fathers roll over in the grave. The government. The government. Oh, the government can. The government can. And the government can come and mix it up. Well, as I make it all taste good. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs, from rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet. Our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear, dog Whoa, whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code KHNC to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, 
simple. When you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35. Or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. Use your promo code KHNC. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at 970-800-3693. This is your half-empty cup of joe. This show is hosted by Joe Jaquit and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than no cup. Welcome back. The second hour of the half-empty cup of Joe. I got Barry Jones with me here. Joe's uh, Joe Jaquint. He's uh, off on vacation to some South American countries. Got a trip he's on, and then I think he's going to stop through Cuba and buy some cigars on the way back. And I think he'll be back tomorrow. Those trips can take a little long, but uh, other than that, we we do have uh, Barry Jones. Uh, he's our regular guest. He comes on the second or the fourth uh, Tuesday of the month. He's been really good on JFK assassination. Uh, Watergate and such, and we've been covering a lot about uh, the things that J- John F. Kennedy did when he came into power. He talk, uh, we left the uh, last hour with Khrushchev talking about how what a simpleton and just uh, sort of a amateur that J- JFK was coming into office, but the guy the guy learned pretty quickly, and and, and uh, yeah. I think started started figuring things out really fast, which is good. It shows some of it. I think some, some I'm not a big military guy, but uh, the military can teach you a lot of things. And I think he was fast on his feet while he was in office. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he had a good heart, uh, Barry. I think he really wanted yeah. to do do right by the citizens. I think it's one of the, the true marks of greatness is the ability to change. And, and even if that means you have to change your mind. And uh Kennedy came into office a little bit naive, a little bit inexperienced, and he got blindsided right off the bat by the CIA with the Bay of Pigs. Uh, we mentioned the the Vienna summit. You know, he came into a, a, a negotiation with a guy who had been in government a long time, and he was kind of like a prosecutor. 
not really a negotiator, and he took advantage of Kennedy's weakness in that moment, his inexperience, and he made a calculation, I think, at that time that Kennedy was never going to, you know, he was never going to be Eisenhower for sure, but then later becomes a partner with Khrushchev in an effort to make peace, and when they signed the nuclear test ban treaty in 63, I think if you'd asked Khrushchev then what he thought of Kennedy, he'd have a completely different analysis of him. Then two months after that Vienna summit, Khrushchev builds the Berlin Wall because he accurately uh, diagnoses that Kennedy's not going to stop him. So he builds the Berlin Wall. Uh, probably he would not have done that if Eisenhower had been president. That summer, uh, <laughs> Kennedy learns. Uh, you mentioned how he learned from the military. I think he also learned being lied to by the CIA. During the campaign, he had gone around campaigning on a missile gap. He said that the Soviets had more missiles than we did. That, of course, that terrified the American people, especially after the 50s when we did, all we did was build up and build up. Good grief, what must the Soviets be doing if they've passed us? Well, then he finds out, once he becomes president, that that whole missile gap was really a missile myth. The Soviets only had four intercontinental ballistic missiles in place. Four. We had 185. We had 3,400 deliverable nuclear bombs. In other words, we had a humongous uh, nuclear advantage over the Soviets. And who told him that lie? The CIA. And then, you know, you get into, that's after the Bay of Pigs where he was lied to by the CIA. So now Kennedy has learned you can't trust the CIA. And this is, then he starts to learn the same thing about the military. In July 20th of 1961, he meets with the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And, and that's, that's General Lemnitzer, who's the chairman. It's also CIA Director Alan Dulles. And together they presented a doomsday plan to JFK, uh, basically... Uh, calling for a new, a preemptive nuclear attack on the Soviet Union. Included in this doomsday plan was estimates that the United States would lose millions of, a, of its own citizens, but it was worth the risk because we aren't going to have the nuclear advantage forever. And if we're going to defeat the Soviet Union, and it, we, everybody viewed it as an inevitability that we were going to have to fight the Soviet Union, they said, well, we might as well do it now when the losses are mitigated because we have the advantage. JFK actually got up, stormed out of the meeting, and famously said, and we call ourselves the human race. So, you know, he, he's learning that the CIA and the military are in this headlong race wanting to put us in a nuclear war with the Soviets. This is when retired military leaders began calling for the impeachment of JFK. Uh, one even called for a coup if the traitor couldn't be voted out. There was this one situation in October 1961 where the publisher of the Dallas Morning News, ironically, the Dallas Morning News, Ted Dealey, uh, in a speech said, quote, we can annihilate Russia. The general thinking in this country is that you and your administration, now he is saying this and Kennedy is in the audience. He's saying it right to his face. We can annihilate Russia. The general thinking in this country is that you and your administration are weak sisters. We need a man on horseback to lead this nation. And many people in Texas and the Southwest think that you are riding Caroline's tricycle. Let me ask a question. Can you imagine? Yeah, no, I, I, I get all of that. And I'm, I, uh, uh, I don't know when to break in, but you, you were given some numbers earlier. Uh, four intercontinental missiles that Russia had at one point. Does that mean they had a lot of closer range missiles still in the stockpile that they just had four that they could go continent to continent or or was that just right. all the missiles they had? 
That was the ones that are in, intercontinental, which means long range. Oh, because I was going to say with the, miss, they, the, the they, Cuban Missile Crisis, it, you know, if they only had four missiles, it makes the Cuban Missile Crisis seem a little questionable if they were ever going to actually be successful no. there. The, the, the Cuban Missile Crisis was necessary for them to reach us because they didn't have enough inter ICBMs to reach us from home. So they needed a offshore base where they could launch their short-range missiles and equalize the playing field because we had short-range missiles in Turkey and Italy aimed at them. So we could reach them, but they couldn't reach us. And on top of our short range in Turkey and Italy, we had 185 ICBMs that could reach them from here. So you talk about a nuclear advantage. The Cuba became a necessary uh, base for them just to try to equalize the playing field. Stop bitching. Got a few questions for Barry on the other side of the break. 877-536-1360 if you want to call and have a question or comment. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Hi, this is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen, to the lotion, to the salve, to the retinol cream, to the tinctures, to the cocoa, to the coffee, to the tea, everything in between. And make sure you try out the pet products as well. They have pet shampoo and pet tincture. You're not going to be disappointed. These products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two, three, and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360KHNC.com slash shop straight from the manufacturer. So go there and buy your products today. And I know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818-610-8088. It's a Friday 13th, of course you will live to see noon. Welcome back. Half Empty Cup of Joe. 877-536-1360 is the number to call, the number to text. Come on the air with a question or a comment. 
Uh, not a lot of callers today, so you can jump in right away. But otherwise, Barry and I will, will uh, continue on. But Barry, I, 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 it still tickles me a little bit, uh, you know, when we talk about the nuclear advantage and, and uh, generals in America wanting to take a first strike and and take out uh, Russia. And, and really, if you look at uh, the post-World War II era, that is what America – you know the uh, the military giant was doing to Central American countries, South American countries, Middle Eastern countries, uh, even during this this nuclear era. <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, uh, I find it interesting that they didn't just if this was this enemy nation that could be so dangerous to us that we didn't just go in there and take them out. And I I, I come on, I only come up with two reasons uh, why it, it wouldn't be done. Uh, one. The Russians and the Russian banking system was more uh, in play with the rest of the world than anyone would like to admit. So we had kind of a false rivalry in some in some aspects. Uh, and you don't really, as a economic power of the world, if you have these economic, you know, powers, these these central bankers, these corporations that make all the decisions for these countries through their central banks, you don't really want to launch nukes and blow up your system. Because I've always said this, Barry, that uh, one one thing about uh, the, the, the ruling class of this world, uh, the worst thing for, for them to happen to them is they have this infrastructure in place and blowing it all up, uh, you can't really rule a world if there's not a, a world to rule. So if the I, I get this feeling that the Russians – we're maybe more in bed with the rest of the world than we are led to believe, possibly. Or, number two, this is why I brought it up earlier, did these nuclear weapons exist in the way that we think they exist? Did they, did they exist in the numbers that we thought? Did they not really have the ability to do such a thing? Because I'll tell you right now, uh, the military, the American military, if they really wanted to take Russia out and they didn't have the weapons at the capacity that they're saying we have them, uh, invading Russia was not going to be a simple thing. So I, I think it's one of the two things: the nuclear weapons aren't what they, what we, th we believe them to be. Or number two, Russia was a part of the economic system a lot more tightly than, than history is telling us, because uh, it sure kept the rest of the world in check, having this uh, end of the world doom uh, at everyone's doorstep. To that. Oh, go say and that one more time, Barry. You, you, you came in a little late. Say, say that one okay. more time. Okay, there's there's a couple things I would say to that, and I'm not pretending to be the expert on all things financial like you. I would I would stick more to the political realm. Do you remember the first time there was pressure on a president to use nuclear weapons? Well, I I, I would say. Truman, but I mean, I mean, other than that, would be JFK for the was, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, it was Truman, the Korean War, Douglas MacArthur. When the Chinese come in to help the North Koreans, we were we had Douglas MacArthur had advanced all the way to the uh, Danube River, which is the border of China. And when the Chinese soldiers came across the border, he said, "Let's not stop now." Let's just take out China. And he, he played to a, a sensitivity of Truman. Truman had been accused of losing China to the communists. And so uh, MacArthur said, let's go take China. Let's use nuclear weapons. And this will uh, cancel out what happened earlier when you let China go red. And, of course, 
Truman stood up to him. Said, "No, we. This is supposed to be a war to preserve the line of demarcation at the at the parallel. There, we're not supposed to try to draw China into a war. If we draw China into a war, we're probably going to draw the Soviet Union into a war." And so he fired Douglas MacArthur. And you remember that whole scenario. And Douglas MacArthur comes home. He's a big hero. He's going to run for president. Yada yada. That was the first time pressure was applied to a president, and it was public pressure. Truman, uh, MacArthur actually wrote a letter to Congress and said the, kind of the same thing that Ted Dealey just said about Kennedy. You know, Ted, Ted Dealey says we need a man on horseback to lead this nation. And many people in Texas and Southwest think that you're riding Carolyn's tricycle, basically calling him a coward. That's exactly what MacArthur said about Truman. And that put Truman in a spot. He had to fire MacArthur. So then after Truman comes Eisenhower. Now, Eisenhower ascribed to the massive retaliation. If there had, I guess we could just thank our lucky stars that there was no conflict between us and the Soviets during Eisenhower's reign because between him and John Foster Dulles and Alan Dulles, there would have been a nuclear war. There was no politician strong enough to say no. Truman was strong enough. Eisenhower wasn't. Kennedy comes along and initially they thought he wasn't either, but he grew a spine. He grew a backbone. And when the the Joint Chiefs and Alan Dulles present this doomsday plan, he storms out and he says, the hell with that. No way. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. So, and then if you fast forward, Jason, to Nixon, it's the same scenario all over again. They don't like the fact that Nixon is traveling to China, trying to make economic peace, recognizing China, traveling to the Soviet Union, trying to make detente, peace between, trying to end the Cold War. And so they force him out through the Watergate scandal and replace him with a guy that is more suitable, somebody who's not, who they control. And voila, within a couple of years, we're in a proxy war with the Soviets in Afghanistan. It's, it's the same pattern over and over and over again. And I promise you, if there had been a confrontation between us and the Soviets when Reagan was president, we probably would have used the bomb then. So there's these periods where they have a guy in power that that will give them what they want, and it's sandwiched by guys in power that won't. And it seems like the guys that won't are always the ones who have to say no because something happens internationally that puts us in a position where they could actually get what they want, which is a, a nuclear war. And Truman said no because he said, I don't want an escalating war with the Soviets and the Chinese. JFK said no because he said, yes, we have the nuclear advantage, but I'm not willing to condemn millions of Americans to death. By the time we get to Nixon and Reagan, the Soviets have caught us. And both presidents know, holy cow, a, a war, a nuclear war is out of the question now because it means the annihilation of everybody. That's my point one. My point two is something else you said, which was interesting. What benefit is it to these rich people, these bankers, whatever, to blow up the whole world? Then you have nothing left to rule over, right? I remember you saying yes. that. Yep. That's not necessarily true. We are currently blowing up and destroying Ukraine. Why? Because when it's all over, we'll send in the same contractors to rebuild it. We did the same thing in Iraq. We win no matter what. It's kind of like the vaccine makers. You can get, you know, you, you sell the vaccine, and then when all these vaccine injuries happen, then you can sell the cure to the vaccine injuries, which were caused by the original vaccine. It's the same model. You make Except, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say one loose. thing, though. I'll, I'll say, like, uh, a nuclear weapon going off in Kiev is a little different than 
uh, well, true. tearing up a country where you, simple infrastructure is kind of easy to rebuild, but but great cities are impossible to rebuild back the way they be. So if you have New York taken out, you have London taken out, and Paris taken out, that's a world that's very hard to rebuild. So so a war okay, in Ukraine. Okay, consider a, a war the in, example. Yeah, go Consider ahead. the example of Japan. Consider the example of Japan. We blew up Nagasaki and Hiroshima, and then after the war, the Marshall Plan rebuilt Japan. Yes. And Japan has been an ally of ours ever since. So did we get anything positive out of that? Yes, we did. Japan was an enemy. We had to defeat it. We blew it up. We destroyed it. Three other cities we completely wiped off the face of the earth, and then we rebuilt it. And now well, Japan's and, and on our side. Case, been a loyal... In that case, I'll have to say that that had to be done because... Uh, they needed to take out the fascist nations of the earth because the so World War II was the socialists versus the fascists. America was a socialist. They, you know, back in those days, they actually said that the side of the socialists versus the side of the fascists. The fascists were not going to join the world system. So Germany had to be utterly obliter obliterated. Italy right. had to be sh had to be right. shown you better you better get your your facts straight. You better fix your stuff. And, and then Japan had to be completely destroyed and rebuilt. And Japan became the nation which would end up having cheap labor and building things, which which I'll take you back to the uh, Korean War as you're talking about MacArthur and, and and wanting to go into China. This is this is my understanding. I think talks with China joining the world system, especially being our manufacturing base, were, were started in the 1950s. You have Nixon who goes into China in 1971 and starts what we end up having today, which is China being the industrial cheap labor that fuels America's consumerism. I I don't think you could go into China not because uh, because we need to take out China because they, they're, 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 they're fueling this war in Korea. I think you don't go in there because I think that the powers that be knew that we're going to be uh, in bed with China and, and there is no confrontation. There is no China versus the United States. But North right. Korea... I don't North, disagree North, with North, that. North, one, one last point. North Korea was a fascist nation it was a it was it was a, right, a, right. a, a nation that was against the world system uh, to this day north korea has not joined the world system but iraq right, has right. libya has mm -hmm. saddam hussein got taken out muammar Gaddafi got taken out they were against the world system muammar Gaddafi was going to bring a gold only money system to uh, to africa and that had to be dealt with swiftly in 2012 so to, to me, to, this is just me, Barry, there's, there's a, a, a very serious economic uh, attachment to who gets taken out and who doesn't. I don't think there were, we were ever going to go into yeah. China because China was a part of the plan. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But, you know, I'm talking about Douglas MacArthur's strategy. He's not thinking like you are. No, no, no. <laughs> Douglas but, MacArthur's but, thinking, but they did I want to win. Them. I want to beat the Ch They did stop him, yeah, because the politicians, him. the cooler heads... They, they stopped it. But MacArthur and the American people who, in opinion polls, largely supported MacArthur and what he wanted to do, uh, all the people that didn't know what you just said, they, they were supportive of his idea to use nuclear weapons to take out China. Because all they saw was a gigantic communist country. And to them, it may not be the same as fascist, but to, to a lot of people during the Red Scare in America, communist, fascism, what's the difference? They're both well, bad. Check, check out this quote. Check so. out this quote because this, this, this goes along with MacArthur in, in my mind. I'll tell, you may get this quote, but I'll tell you who it is at the end. L listen to this quote. I, I think this goes along with what the world economic system was trying to achieve with World War II, which is a, a reset. Gentlemen, I have 
come this morning to the inexcusable conclusion that we have fought on the wrong side. This is July 21, 1945. This entire war, we should have fought with the fascists against the communists and not the other way around. I fear that perhaps in 50 years, America will pay a dear price and become a land of corruption and degenerate morals. And that was General Patton who wanted to go into Russia and just take Russia out completely because he wanted, he, wanted, he wanted America to be in control. But here he is in 1945, has that really weird death before he gets to come home, and he was going to run for president. And I think he was, he was very much like a John F. Kennedy. I think he really saw what was actually happening. And I think America was infiltrated by socialists. You know, Operation Paperclip, we brought all those scientists from Germany back. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I just think that America should have never been involved in World War II. We should have not been involved in World War I. There's no foreign wars which America should have been involved in. And World War II really changed this country. And John F. Kennedy, I mean, kudos to him to understand this. I mean, he was studying Hitler in a positive way. Not that Hitler is a positive guy. Right. But he was actually, you know, right. learning about what really happened in the 1930s that led to World War II between the two world wars. So I just, to me, to me, it's a, what what a, what a general does or what a politician does sometimes has a lot to do with who they're being uh, controlled by, or they just aren't a part of the system or know what's going on. So, so me, right. to me, MacArthur just did not know what was going on, and they had to rein him. He in. didn't know, and. It- and and Patton never was on that team. <laughs> Patton no. re- marched to the beat of his own drum. Uh, uh, going back to what you said about, uh, uh, well, I just lost my train of thought. Go ahead. So was, it Mike, was it Mike? What was it? Was it Mike? You had a good uh, response. To, to, was it Patton's quote or was it to something else? Oh, when you were quoting that quote, I was going to guess Smedley Butler. But, oh, uh, that's very, very good. That's a good guess. He, he essentially said the same things, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he did. Smedley Butler, another great hero of America that saw getting involved in foreign nations was a bad idea. So good conversation with Barry Jones. We'll have more with him on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258, My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. J-Day's Appliance is an independent local appliance dealer focused on Main Street, not Wall Street. We offer top brands at great prices, service, and parts to help you keep your current appliances running. So think outside of the big box and think independent and save at J-Day's Appliance. Located at 132 East 7th Street in Loveland, Colorado. Or give us a call at 970-669-1357. You can also visit our website at jdaysappliance.com. That's the letter J, daysappliance.com. 
Do you love AM 1360 and the uncensored radio you get to listen to every day? KHNC has launched a listener sponsorship fundraiser to raise the money needed to replace our old failing transmitter. Your generous donation will help make this much-needed upgrade happen so you and future generations can continue to hear the uncensored truth for decades to come. By donating and becoming a KHNC sponsor, you will receive the new AM1360 t-shirt, a bumper sticker, and the new limited edition one-ounce pure silver KHNC coin. Also, for being part of this exclusive group, you will receive the monthly KHNC newsletter. The sponsorship package requires a minimum donation of $100, although donations of any amount will be greatly appreciated. You can help us purchase the new transmitter by going to 1360KHNC.com and clicking the Donation tab at the top of the page. Again, that's 1360KHNC.com and click the Donation tab. Thank you. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Half-Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC at 877-536-1360 is the number to call in. Uh, I do have Tracy coming in, so I'll put him on here in just a second. But uh, great conversation. Uh, uh, got most of what uh, Barry was going to talk about. We'll see if we can get to that third point here in the, in the last half hour. But, but Tracy, thanks for holding. Uh, what is your comment for today? Hey, uh, uh, am I on? You're on, can dude. You Come on. Yep, go ahead. Uh, hey, uh, I, I wanted to ask about Teddy Roosevelt. And you guys were talking about the Nagasaki and Hiroshima bombs. You know that Alex Jones on his thing, he said they conjured that up at Bohemian Grove. And, and, and Teddy Roosevelt, I did see a documentary on PBS about that, 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 that he started Bohemian Grove. And in the Bible, it says whoever causes their children to pass through the, the fires of Molech, so the you know the intentions of some of these political officials aren't to our our best to our benefit. No, I get I get that, Tracy. So 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 uh, you're saying Teddy Roosevelt, early 1900s president, not uh, Franklin Roosevelt, right? 
Yeah, and, and, and look at that keeps weaving. I, are, are, are those people all related or something? You know, Franklin yes. Delano, who, who went to Greeley, Colorado. There were, we, 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 I think it was uh, Franklin Delano that rode the train to Greeley, Colorado, and so did, and George Bush flew over there in the boat of a thousand years in a big old helicopter. He showed up over there in Greeley and was deputized. So, you know, what, what kind of sorcery are these people practicing? Uh, yes, very good, very good, Tracy. There you go, Barry. There's there's always so much more information out there, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, interesting, interesting uh, little add-on to what we're talking about. I have nothing to add, Jason. <laughs> Tracy's great. You, you, Barry, you're going to have shows uh, here in the future. I, 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 I suspect that where I, I start throwing some more information at you, and, and it, it gives you credit, Barry, because you're you're literally. And when it comes to that, when it comes to the more outside stuff, like t- saying that nuclear bombs don't exist, it's, it's it goes beyond. You're, you're an information seeker. You're trying to get facts and and and, and really strong information. So, but we uh, there's a lot of speculation that goes on at KHC because I. I think uh, when a lot of the facts are no longer facts, when they're just fiction and lies, uh, the only thing you can do is try to fill in the blanks, I guess. Well, that's that's the unfortunate byproduct of fake news or lies that the government tells us is because people can't rely on anything. There's nothing concrete. Truth is not is all relative now. And so what happens is people just start inventing their own truth. And if your truth is as important as my truth, then <laughs> my truth could be out there in left field somewhere, but it has just as much credence as your truth. So well, I've, that, I've, said, I've, said, I've said, Barry, I've said many times that I think uh, the world, the existence we have is actually ruled by willpower, not so much what the truth is or what, because I've, I've, I've dealt into, into into the histories of the world, the history of America, and, and there's there's some things that really don't make sense if you dig hard. There's some weird stuff. If you look at pictures, you look at things, and sometimes I feel like, you know, they say history is written by the winners. Well, the winners technically are the ones that have the strongest willpower, and they change history to shape the vision of the world that they want. So I, I think that's very true what you said, Barry. Well, you know, Napoleon said it. I think Winston Churchill followed up on it and repeated it. But you're right. History is written by the winners, which is interesting because when you look at who wins these wars and these these uh, struggles between uh, ideologies and stuff, that's why information is so important because, yes. uh, you know, a lot of times the truth comes out of, of the losing side. That's where the truth really comes from. And Barry, I'm going to have you keep going that, for a minute. I, I, I got a delivery real quick. Just, just get, I need you for two minutes. Just keep on going. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to uh, answer, uh, continue answering question number two. And where we had gotten to was that uh, Ted Dealey was uh, disparaging JFK in front of a crowd and said, we need a man on horseback to lead this nation. Many people in Texas and the Southwest think that you are riding Carolyn's tricycle. That shows the general climate in America between those in the military establishment and JFK and the civilian government. On October 12th of 1961, he gives a speech at University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. And in this speech, famously, JFK says, we shall be neither red nor dead but alive and free. And this is a seen as a rebuke to the Joint Chiefs and to the CIA who want a war with the Soviets. And he's saying, 
uh, no, uh, we're not going to be red or dead, which is really, if you, if you extrapolate out a, a nuclear war with the Soviets, uh, you're either going to be conquered or you're going to be dead. And so he's, he's saying, we're, we're going to choose the opposite path, which is to be alive and free. Then he gives on November 16, 1960, 1961 is a very pivotal year uh, in the relationship between JFK and the military. And on November 16, 1961, he gives a speech at the uh, University of Washington in Seattle. And in this speech, he says, we must face the fact that the U.S. is neither omnipotent or omniscient. Now, the Joint Chiefs are trying to tell him the opposite. He's saying we're only 6% of the world's population. We can't impose our will upon the other 94%. We can't fight or fight every wrong or reverse every adversity. There cannot be an American solution to every world problem. And they didn't like that. They didn't like hearing that. Uh, just two days later in Hollywood, he gives a speech in, uh, at the Palladium, or Palladium in L.A., and this is a direct response to Ted Dealey's comment. He says, men who are unwilling to face up to the danger from without are convinced that the real danger is from within. They look suspiciously at their neighbors and their leaders. They call for a, quote, man on horseback because they don't trust the people. They find treason in our churches. They find treason in our courts. They, find, they equate the Democratic Party with the welfare state, the welfare state with socialism, socialism with communism. The American people reject these councils of fear and suspicion. <clears throat> You can see that there is an accelerating war of words going on between Kennedy and his Joint Chiefs and the CIA and these military experts, these Joint Chiefs who are advising him to go to war with the Soviets while we have this nuclear advantage, and he is pushing back. And he's doing so using the power of the, pol the podium. You know, the president is going public. And he is publicly responding to Ted Dealey. He is publicly responding to Alan Dulles and to Chief uh, Lemnitzer and the Joint Chiefs. He's publicly responding to the Doomsday Plan. And he's saying, no, we're, we're not going to be red and dead. We're going to be alive and free. There can't be an American solution to every problem. And he says, you know, the American people are going to reject all this fear and suspicion and everybody's a traitor and all that kind of stuff. So... The, that's why I say 1961 is a crucial year for JFK and his relationship with the, with the Pentagon. Now, what we've done today is answer the two first questions. Jason, next time we'll have to delve into the third question. <laughs> okay, we got two segments. We might get some of it in if you want, but we'll, uh, you're listening to Barry Jones. We're having our discussion. Stop bitching. And we'll be right back. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Hey, honey, I've been looking all over for you. The radio says there's an emergency. What are you doing down here? I heard that, too. So I'm down here checking our preps, making sure we got enough Rocky Mountain freeze-dry ice cream. I hope we do. We need Rocky Mountain freeze-dry ice cream. It's so sweet and creamy, comes in all the flavors I love, and it's essential in an emergency. Yeah, and it melts in your mouth. They have vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, and a lot of other exciting flavors. It needs no refrigeration, and it lasts for 25 years. But I can't find it anywhere. Mom, Dad, 
I have something to tell you. I ate all the Rocky Mountain freeze-dry ice cream. No! Don't let this happen to your family. You need good snacks and treats for the moments that matter, especially when it's ice cream that doesn't melt. Go to RockyMountainFreezeDry.com and stock up on Rocky Mountain Freeze-Dry ice cream and candy today. Again, the website is RockyMountainFreezeDry.com. ETI is your local one-stop shop for all your heavy equipment needs, from rebuilding your components to helping manage your fleet. Our goal is to make your life simple. Our full-service hydraulic and machine shop will meet all your expectations. We also offer free pickup and delivery. Call Jeff at 970-685-2064 with any questions or to schedule a pickup. Again, that's 970-685-2064. It's a Friday 13th, of course you will live to see Luna. Welcome back to Half Empty Cup of Joe. I got Barry Jones here, and we're just going, going over a lot uh, that, uh, you know, it, it's kind of fun, uh, Barry, to, to, to do to do a little bit outside of what you were covering that maybe JFK was looking at when he was, you know, I mean, that he was privy to, you know, uh, believe it or not, the, the, the new uh, situation of, of uh, sealed documents, you know, classified documents. Uh, Barry, uh, Joe and I were doing a show, and we were looking it up. Classified documents didn't really even start as a, as a, a regular thing in this country until the 1950s, early 50s, after World War II. And so here he was in the 1960s, early 60s, and he has all this uh, access to these, these secret documents, you know, and, he, and he's learning about what's going on in the history of this. And, I, you know, something I, I'd like to stress to the audience, and, and uh, I think you may have heard me say this once or twice, Barry, but uh, before 1913, and 1913 is when the Federal Reserve Act was passed, and we have a central bank that now controls the sovereignty of this nation. A, a monetary system, a money system, is the sovereignty of a nation. That was taken away in 1913, and the federal income tax was also passed, the theft of the citizen in 1913. Before 1913, all wars were American wars. They were all domestic. They were all mm -hmm. border skirmishes. They were all here. After 1913, every American war was a foreign war. And and everything you've 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 put out there, you know, you were talking the military this, the military that's like, why are we even discussing anything that goes on in foreign countries? I often play this clip. Maybe I'll do it on the last segment when I come in uh, of Donald Trump talking about stealing the oil from Syria. He's like, I got troops there to take the oil. We're, you know, it's our oil. We're going to protect the oil. I got troops there. It's like, well. And, and, and this is in 2020. He had been president a couple of years. Right. He's, he's, he's running for re-election. This is an American president just outwardly just saying, well, we're taking the oil. It's ours. It's like, it's like yeah, well, this is not the way it's supposed to be. We're not, we're, just like you said in the last segment, we're, we're, we're was a 6% of the population. We shouldn't be dictating America to the other 94%. We got hooked on it. We got hooked on it, Jason. You know, you go back to the Spanish-American War, McKinley. Teddy Roosevelt, you know, we got into that war under a false premise, 
we, we, we sent a ship into harm's way when it got blown up. We had control of the press. And because we knew that Spain had colonies that could benefit us, you know, we knew about Cuba. We knew about Puerto Rico. We knew about the Philippines. We knew about Guam. And sure enough, when we win the Spanish-American War, we get all those goodies and all yep. the natural resources that come with them. And that, you know, you got, it, you got hooked on it. It's like a drug. That Spanish-American War was the gateway drug. And then from then on, it was Katie bar the door. World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam. And, I mean, up to the current day. Because we now have spread out and we have bases. We are the British Empire reconstituted. You remember when they said the British Empire, the sun never went down on the British Empire? Yes, Th that's never true said. of the American Empire. Yes, that's true of the American Empire now. We have bases all around the world. We can reach out and touch anybody, anytime, anywhere. And that's very expensive to maintain. And so we think it's our God given right. Just like when we came to America and we said it was our divine destiny. Right? Manifest destiny to conquer all the land from sea to shining sea. Doesn't matter who's in our way. So we, we move the Indians here, we move them there, we, we take all this land. Right? Well, we're, we ran out of land. Frederick Jackson Turner calls it the frontier thesis. He says at some point America lost its escape valve because we done took all the land that was in the contiguous United States. So then we had to reach out past our borders. And that's when we started imperializing. And we get these colonies and we get the natural resources. And if we have to fight a war here and there just to maintain our or even to expand our empire, so be it. And then we start getting people on our side. And then the other side has their side. And now we have a Cold War. And it's about us versus them. And my goodness. It's, it's, so, it's like predictable. It's like the sun coming up. You can just learn to trust well, it and, because and, you and see Barry, when, when, it's, when, it, when it comes to these central banks that run the countries, because the Bank of England never really stopped. The Federal Reserve is just an offshoot of the Bank of England. And so all these nations, I'm, I'm counting China. China's central bank works right in the league. You, you have the, the Chinese central bank. They meet. You see all these Chinese guys are talking about what they're going to do with their bank for their country. But when it really comes down to the decision makers, or for, for, just for, a, for better or worse, it's a bunch of white guys from old European families that run these banks. And so essentially at where we're standing in 2024 is that there, all these nations have been committed to this system. As you said, you know, when, when America got done conquering their land, they, were just, they just kept on going. Well, it really, really did become what you said in 1913. It just kind of, kind of put it in, in, into place. 1933, we actually declared this nation bankrupt, subjugated and got rid of gold, made it illegal, and bankrupted this nation, turned into the corporate United States of America. And so what I think what you've got now, Barry, is because there's only a few nations left, Iran being one of them, North Korea being another. There's very few, Venezuela. Very few nations are not centrally banked in a part of the world system yet. And the ones that, are, that exist could be squashed if, if uh, some losses were able to be taken. So what I think we have now, Barry, is this is a war against the citizens. Worldwide, the governments controlled by their financial elite want to subjugate people to the nth degree because okay, you're right now, there's nothing there's nothing more to conquer right now i'm speaking as a layman here okay so i want okay. you to educate me on this because you just said something that caught my attention you said three countries you named three countries that are not part of the central banking you said iran you yep. said north korea and you said yep. venezuela 
Now, Correct. two of those three, George Bush, George W. Bush, labeled as part of the axis of evil. Correct. Remember that speech? Yes. So it makes me wonder who the terrorists are and who they aren't. There are no terrorists. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, there, there really is no terrorists. There is no terrorists. Uh, uh, that, that list, if you look at that full list, it was I think it was eight countries. Uh, uh, Libya was a part of that list. They've, they've been taken out. Mm -hmm. Iraq was a part of that list. They've been taken out. Syria isn't completely taken out, but Syria was a part of that list. Syria is just a completely destroyed nation, uh, which, which lends a lot of credit to that Trump clip I'll play coming into the last segment. Yeah, there's, there's not much resistance. Here's the problem. The problem with Iran is, is the, the Strait of Hormuz. If you go in and attack uh, uh, Iran, they could shut down the Strait of Hormuz before you can take them out. Mm -hmm. That would create uh, economic catastrophe for the whole planet. Korea, North Korea, they could send a volley of, of regular munitions, not nuclear, but they could do nuclear. To Japan. They could, they could, they could, prob uh, they could kill 25 million people in South Korea in a couple of hours. So it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a problem. We'll, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Rod from PCs and Parts in Loveland. We're your local computer and parts repair store. We have been in business for over 18 years, and we have been fixing computers and love doing that. If you're having anything with technical-related issues, come by and see us. To reach us, call us at 970-203-0696 or go to our website at PCsandparts.com. We'd love to talk to you about your particular problems. Hey folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258, My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. There we go. Just a 25-second little thing that I pay play once in a while. I don't think there's anything much more imperialistic than this little 
this little uh, it's it's Laura Ingram on Fox News back in 2020. Just just check out this. I mean, we don't have a choice when it comes to electing a, a leader like JFK anymore. There is no JFKs to elect. Let's at least not currently. Let, listen to this. And then they say he left troops in Syria. You know what I did? I left troops to take the oil. I took the oil. The only troops I have are taking the oil. They're protecting the oil. I took well, over We're taking the oil. oil. We're not taking well, oil. Well, maybe they're, we will. Maybe we won't. They're I mean, protecting we, the facility. I don't know. Maybe we should take it. But we have the oil. Right now, the United States has the oil. So they say he left troops in Syria. No. I got rid of all of them other than we're protecting the oil. We have have the oil and then they say he left troops yeah so uh, you know you know i was i was telling you real quick uh, real quick barry as i was i was the music was coming in yeah uh, north korea is a problem because they could kill from from what i've seen a model is 25 million people could be killed in within six hours or four hours or something like that in south korea right. so you can't just like right. go out and take them out and then of course the iran problem is the strait of Hormuz. but, but what, what do you have to say when you hear stuff like that well, I found it interesting. Did you hear Laura Ingraham? Lingra, how did you say her? Laura, Laura Ingram, Ingram. Yeah, she was a little. Yeah, she was a little sensitive to that. She says, "No, no, no. We're we're protecting the the oil installations." And he says, yeah, she's like, like, "Who knows? Maybe we're, we might just take the oil." <laughs> exactly. Yes. She, she's like, "We're she not, didn't ta- like we're not that. taking the oil." She said, "We're not taking the oil." He's like, "Well, who knows? Maybe we should take it." <laughs> who knows? Maybe we should. You know, that's that's the oh unfiltered gosh. Donald Trump right there, probably speaking the truth. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's he's the one thing he's speaking a, the truth. He's he's the truth. He's the truthful imperialist. Maybe that's why people like him more because he's well. He's at least he tells the <laughs> truth. It's like uh, which well, devil you know, do you want, the lying devil back, or the truthful devil? Yeah, I mean, we always settle on this subject a little bit when I'm talking to my students about Teddy Roosevelt, and Teddy was a lot like Trump in that okay. he didn't care who knew, and when we sent the. His navy, you know, his his favorite hammer, you know, that famous quote, speak softly and carry a big stick. Well, Teddy Roosevelt's big stick was always the navy. And when he yeah. sent the navy down to uh, offshore of Colombia in a show of force to say, hey, you're going to give us this land that we're going to build a canal through in Panama. And, and <laughs> Colombia was bargaining with them. And tr- they were trying to extort him for more money. Yeah. So he just sends yep. the navy down and says, uh, uh, negotiation over. <laughs> and yep. when they asked yep. him about it, he says, well, you know, that's that's just how it goes. <laughs> We got a late so, caller, Barry. Let's see. But Jim, go ahead. We don't have a lot of time, Jim. I know you came in late. Go, go ahead. Hey, Barry. This is Jim. Um, don't you think that uh, the United States, basically, the, the military is the primary proxy force uh, for great for, for for the Brits? You know, I mean, the Brits pretty much run the situation uh, and step with the Vatican. Uh, we haven't had a constitutional government in 160 years, but my question is, don't you think our military is a proxy force uh, to the empire of, uh, once empire of uh, Britain? It does make you question, because we do have this unique relationship with Britain. And since World War II, Britain has declined in power. The United States has increased in power. But every time there's a war, we go to war together. And so right. it makes you it makes you question who's calling the shots here, uh, whether Britain still has the you know the economic power of the world used to be in London, and then after World War II it came Bank across, of the, across the yeah it used to be in, in the London. Federal Reserve. So it makes you that, wonder 
That's it. it you know, it makes you wonder if they don't still have control of the purse strings, which is the you real power. One, you got one power. You got the left hand. You got the Bank of England, the left hand. The Federal Reserve, it's, yeah, they're, they're linked very, very closely. Barry, I can't wait to hear from you next month. A great show. We got Alex Jones coming up next. We'll see if Joe makes it tomorrow at 9 a.m. I'll be back. Patriot Radio News Hour and the Half Empty Cup of Joe tomorrow. Chris Lewis. All of your electronic devices can be severely damaged by lightning bolts and power surges. Even worse, an EMP attack can destroy everything, leaving our technology-dependent society with no technology. But don't let that be you. Go to EMPShield.com and put KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield is an electromagnetic pulse, solar flare, and lightning protection system made to protect you and your electronics. Again, go to EMPShield.com and type KHNC in the promo code box. EMPShield.com. This is Tammy with Naturally Inspired Health Network. We created a group with real solutions for healthy living. Providers with products and services we trust. Need pain relief? Christy Sullivan, Vitality for Life. Want acupuncture? Debbie Ireland, Touch of the East. Looking for a medical doctor? Dr. Sharon Montez, Living Well Health Group. Solutions for health insurance? Wendy Scipioni, MPB Health. NaturallyInspiredHealthNetwork.com. Connecting people with real solutions for health. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins.